Hail cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I feel like crap. I just want my FPL back. That's all I want. Sitting around this weekend, keeping up with France, Gibraltar, 14-0. I'd much prefer it if it was Aston Villa, Brighton, 14-0. So... How badly are you ready for this game week to kick off? You know, I'm, I'm pretty badly. I think that it's the afterglow of the trip. Has, I'm still feeling it. It was like I went back to work and the things that usually bother me weren't bothering me. It's, it's why you go on vacation, right? It's like you, you need to you get away and everything. You come back and you're sort of you kind of miss certain things. Yeah, but it's sure. also like the things that we're starting to like, you know, be like nails on a chalkboard. They're, they're just it's a little softer, you know, they don't, they don't bother you quite as much anymore. And so I'm feeling, yeah. feeling good. About, I'm feeling good about my life. Uh, what I'm not feeling good about is this third international break. It's always one too many, right? Yeah. Uh, really? I mean, ideally I, I would have zero, but I understand these, we need, we need the international matches. We need the players to have breaks because you know, the premier league is basically like a year long league, right? So yeah. I'm fine with that. But the third one is always the toughest. So uh, we're but back it's though. prelude to, uh, to a, a whole festival of fixtures that are coming. Carnival, a carnival. Yeah. Of, of Premier League that kicks off. Uh, the, you have uh, matches on Saturday, and then you've got Champions League uh, a couple days after that, and then you've got more matches the following Saturday, and then you get your first round of Premier League midweek fixtures in the first yeah. week of December. So you got three game weeks coming up in like 17, 18 days, whatever that is. Uh, I think they're stretched out from like Tuesday to Thursday. Those, this is that's game week uh, fifteen. So uh, a lot of stuff coming up, and then of course you have all of the festive fixtures as well. So uh, I think this is a nice, a nice chance for a full reset. Uh, what we want to do in this pod is look ahead to game week thirteen and a little beyond that. Talk about some of the international injuries, the international break injuries that are happening right now, and just sort of general Premier League injuries. There's a ton of players that are sort of flagged as maybe mm-hmm. injured, maybe a little bit injured. Walk through those a little bit. I think the upside here is that most of them should be fine. Um, and so uh, I don't think this is going to be like 40 minutes of content, but I think it'll be useful just to sort of walk people through where we are with certain players. There are a couple of things that I I didn't know uh, that were sort of useful. Did you know, by the way, that Odegaard, one of the reasons he was out is because he got kicked in the face with the ball and he was in the concussion <laughs> protocol? <Come on>. <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know, know that. that. I didn't no. know that. Yeah. 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 He was a. Uh, Why? I feel like they're protocol. hiding something about Odegaard. This is. Yeah, they're hiding fishy. that he got kicked in the face of the ball. And uh, apparently that was uh, there was a risk of serious head injury. And so he he wasn't able to play for a few days. This is, this is what I like, saw. I don't yeah, know. Okay. This is, Maybe he's like severely I, I disfigured. They're, yeah. they're like hiding yeah. him away to protect him <laughs> while he gets like reconstructive yeah. surgery. I hope that's right. I mean, this is I, I did. I, you know, because this is a pod that I, I have to. I, I try to pretend like I know what I'm talking about as much as possible. I did read that <laughs> earlier today. So now I'm like a Scorsese character. I see things. I hear things. I don't know. I don't know. I saw things. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so we're going to do that. We're also going to look ahead to game week 13, talk a little bit about our own squads. Um, we're actually going to do that right, right near the t- stop, uh, right near the mm. top of the podcast. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about the captaincy as well, because I think it's a pretty difficult week for, uh, for the captaincy. And uh, uh, it could be one where, I often, I actually, I don't think I think about the captaincy as much as some other people. I sometimes feel like um, it's, it's, it's when you've got these players like Salah and Holland that are, that are just 
over 50%, right, to to get a return in a game week. I just sometimes feel like it's sort of, it's hair splitting to feel like, to try to deduce, you know, to how many goals you're going to, like, you know, because especially, uh, I mean, there's more pens than there used to be, right, just because of VAR. And um, and it, I just think, I don't know, it, there's just a lot of randomness in any particular match, right? Like the 4-4 uh, the with Chelsea and Man City is a really hard no one had over under 7.5 goals in that match. Right. Uh, and no. so it's sort of like you are like, all right, generally speaking, are there going to be a number of goals in this match? And if it's true across a number of matches where there's like great captaincy picks, I tend to just sort of default to, to Holland, honestly, mm-hmm. um, maybe, maybe Sal, if he's home and Holland, if he's away, that's sort of what happened last weekend. And what often ends up happening is you spend days and days deliberating this stuff and they end up getting effectively the same score. Um, and that's exactly what we saw, you know, saw in game week 12. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes, but, but I think this week, I think in 13, there is, I think some thought to maybe you consider a sun captaincy. Maybe you consider going totally off the board with a captaincy, somebody who maybe kind of not in that, Sun, Holland, Sala kind of triumvirate of players. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is because Man City and Liverpool play each other. Uh, and they kick things off, in fact, on Saturday morning. So, or I guess it's Saturday lunchtime for those in the UK. For you and me, it'll be 7.30 a.m., bright and early. So, um, but Brandon, before we do that, let's get into the international break, some of the injury news that's popped up. Um, do you want to kick things off here? We've got a whole bunch of injury updates, and I've probably... Talked a little bit too much already at the start of the pond. So let's, let's I will hear from happily, you. I will happily kick things off. Yeah, you you send it to me for the bad news. The stuff people don't yeah. want to hear as their their favorite players being injured, namely Holland. You mentioned Holland as a captaincy favorite going into game week 13, but he withdrew from the Norway squad ahead of their Scotland match that happened today, Sunday, with yep. an ankle injury. Now, I don't know if it was the Norway trainer or if it was his personal trainer came out and said, this is a reoccurrence of the ankle injury that Holland has been managing for a while. We saw it initially happen this season against Bournemouth and Holland came back and he was totally fine and started the next match. So we can effectively presume Holland withdrew for precautionary reasons as reported back to city training and he'll be prepared for what is a huge match for city against Liverpool on, on Saturday. Now, does that alter your confidence in giving Holland the armband for this game week? A little, not a ton, but a little, we did see him just, just go off at halftime in a recent match, uh, because of, you know, an injury and, um, or like, like you're saying, the same one, right? Uh, we, we we think that um, that that's knocked them out after the national break, and so um, uh, you know a bit. I think uh, there's another, uh, you know, Rodri. Uh, he missed the first qualifier for Spain due to injury. He did play today, so yeah. he should be fine. But uh, the reason I bring Rodri up is, well, I mean, for two reasons. I mean, one, Man City is a lot better when Rodri is at full strength, um, and two, if they're without Rodri, that would certainly make. Mo Salah, I think, a slightly more interesting captain pick, despite the fact that he's away. Weren't you saying that he scored? Has he scored more goals against Man City than any other club in the uh, yeah? It's, league or something it, like that? it's something. I don't know if it's goals. It is Mo Salah has more fantasy returns against Man okay. City than any other club during his career, okay. and I just remember like the height of. Bobby Firmino, Mane, and Sala, and they were just blitzing City for you know um, a couple of seasons there and scoring lots of goals. So I think yeah. that's what accounts for it. Yeah. So maybe always really open matches. 
So maybe Salah has a little more of the uh, expected minutes, and mm-hmm. um, I think yeah. you know, I think they're well. Anyway, I, I don't want to get too much into the captaincy stuff yet. Let's let's hold off on that for a second. But so you, you mentioned Holland, um, yeah. Jared Jared Bowen also uh, withdrew from England, um, also not considered to be a serious injury. That's per Gareth Southgate, but. Um, again, we'll see, right? Sometimes, sometimes it truly is nothing serious and other times it's like, well, no, actually he's out until February. (laughs) I, it's, it's an odd one with Bowen, this game that, uh, England is playing, I think tomorrow on Monday is a dead rubber. Like England are already going to finish top of their group for the Euro qualifications. It's a perfect opportunity for the Bowens and Watkins of the world to Mm -hmm. get another cap. Uh, you know, it's not easy to break into the England starting 11 right now. True. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little chin scratchy with that. Bowen. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. Um, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, so it must be, I, I, I guess I, the, the way I think you should just, we should approach this is just that to take it quite, um, quite literally in this case, yeah. which is that it was serious enough that he wasn't going to play on Monday. But not so yeah. serious that he's a real risk, and and that's and that's that that seems reasonable. Uh, you know, we've all we've all been there, Brendan. Now that I uh, I worked <laughs> out on Friday, and it was such a painful workout that two days later I I am still feeling it. So um, yeah. that probably goes down to the fact that I never stretch. I don't know about you, I am uh, I do not enjoy stretching, and so I just don't do it. Yeah. Should I be doing it? Probably. Oh, uh, sure, definitely. I, I think that's yeah. the best exercise that uh, you know people can do as they get on in life. Yoga, stretching. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. uh, you know, you got to be able is, to. Right? It's just stretching, basically. So, well, 100%. And yeah. maybe that's the problem that James Madison had, is he didn't stretch enough because this, this man is out of commission until the new year. So, yeah. again, we, we the, the conversation of what's going on with Spurs will roll on for another few months here. Uh, how badly will they miss James Madison? How badly uh, does their weakened defense affect the attack going forward? But yeah. we know Madison is out. Uh, Callum Wilson out for another four to six weeks. Isak and Shar are expected to be fit yep. and ready for the Chelsea match. Arsenal news. You mentioned Odegaard's uh, hor- horrific facial injury. Um, Horrifying. I, yeah. <laughs> so I brought in Martinelli last week, and he went off with a hamstring injury against Burnley, and that was worrisome. You like, Hamstring injuries at this point of the season, horrifying. And then we talked, we did our Patreon podcast while Brazil was playing, while Martinelli was starting and scoring a nice goal for Brazil. So... You know, uh, Brazil do have a really important match to be played on Tuesday at home against Argentina. Yeah. Um, Martinelli very well could start and play that. Uh, but I, I think just leading into will he or won't he play this weekend for Arsenal, I'd say he's a pretty important piece to Arteta's plan. So I'm actually I'm just like glad that he's fit and playing. I would be doubly, doubly glad if Martinelli gets a little bit of a rest, but uh, this is good news. Jesus is a maybe. White, Ben White. Have you heard anything about Ben White? Anything no, this specific? is the one that's like the one that we probably had the least information about. I okay. was Googling a moment ago. The Odegaard thing that I mentioned before is a real, that, that was a real, it was a training ground injury and there was real oh, fears of a, of a serious, that's why he missed the Sevilla and the Newcastle match because okay. of real concerns about that. So, okay, hope he's um, okay. So, 
yeah, and I'm glad that I, yeah, exactly. And I'm glad that I was not um, just throwing fake concussion news around as well. That's uh, reassuring. So um, this is from the mirror. I don't know, Brandon. I, I'm not sure if that's, uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty, pretty sure that, that it really was what happened. So, um, yeah, I think, um, uh, let's see, who else do we have to worry about? There's lots of players to worry about. Do we talk, have we talked about we, uh, Wilson, Isak, and Shar yet, Brandon? Our, our yeah, yeah, yeah. Mention, mention the Newcastle guys about how Wilson is out. With Isak coming back, this is, you know, at least we have maybe another striker to consider. And I think that's also good for Anthony Gordon. It yep. probably didn't work for Anthony Gordon to be, to be forced into that the isolated. number nine role. Yeah. Um, so that, that's good news. And I would certainly hold fire on Isak until we see the whites of his eyes there yeah. in Cuckoo. It gets even closer to a return for Chelsea and Chelsea now on the rise, a, a victory against Spurs, a great draw against Man City in Cuckoo then comes back. Suddenly Chelsea are, yeah. are great. <laughs> Well, or something. I don't really, you know, what are they? They did, they did concede four goals. Uh, who knows, right? Uh, yeah. But they, uh, yeah, the quote from Pochettino is that uh, he wants to be back by the Newcastle match this weekend. That's, that's, and, Kuk- and Kuku himself wants to be back for that match. And, uh, but this is sort of in the context of Poch saying that he will not be rushing him back to the table. So uh, I, mm. but the fact that Nkuku wants to play that soon, I yeah. think is a sign. Okay. Whatever. We may be, maybe seeing him, you know, fairly quickly. And I think, um, I, I, you know, it's sort of, I feel like that could be a problem for, for Nicholas Jackson. I think that's more of an issue than Cole Palmer. If you were to take yeah. those two players and even though, even though Palmer and, and Kuku are in some ways like a more like for like, uh, kind of swap, I still feel like, Potter probably try to find a way to play both of them with Jackson is more like a super sub because even though he has been playing a little bit better, right? He scored, I guess he's honestly scored four goals in the last two matches, but the first time it was the hat trick where everyone was mad at him for not scoring goals. Right. right. Uh, but he, he did, he did score a nice goal. Uh, but sort of, I mean, it wasn't like uh but it was right. Maybe, I don't know. I, I'll give him credit. I mean, it's a, to a degree, it's a right place, right time goal, but that's what good goal scorers do, right? They're sort of mm-hmm. you know, and available to take care of, Fair. to clean up, you know, spills and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, but I think that, if anyone was to be at risk, I think that it would be more him. I mean, Cuckoo is typically a second striker, not a, not a forward player. But but we're also like what's the modern game? Like you don't you know, it's not like we have like it's not like you know you know so if you just line up with yeah a true forward any longer, right? So I I think that they would probably try to make it work with uh, maybe all yeah. three. I don't know. It maybe or Poch decides to take a midfielder off because like against yeah. City he played Caicedo, Enzo Fernandez, and Gallagher. And it right. worked. Uh, Gallagher had an incredible match, but I could see maybe Pochettino going for a little bit more of an attacking flair, um, just two of those mids. And then you could have Palmer on the right, Sterling on the left, and Cuckoo in the middle, or you know, mix them around, and Jackson yep. can still keep the number nine. Yeah, I still think Palmer's a, as a buy. And well, uh, I hate to say it, but I, I suppose with the Cuckoo news now, it would maybe put me off buying him just a tiny little bit. I have to say it's a, um, it's like clearly, clearly a hold if you still have him. But what, what do you think? I mean, if you didn't have, obviously he's super cheap, but if you didn't uh-huh. have Palmer with the fact that Nkuku is about to be back, just sort of give you a little pause, like, eh, like I better wait and see how this unfolds. No, I think that that's 
tends to be a problem for fantasy managers, the the wait and see approach. Mm, and then you fail true. to that's see true. the gift that's right under your nose. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Because I mean, now yeah. people are agree people who don't who haven't picked up Palmer are aggrieved because he's just scoring these crazy points, particularly off of uh penalties. Yeah. And why not me? Non-owners would say. Yeah. So just kind of get him and he is cheap. So if if there are rotation concerns, I love Palmer because he's quite easy to bench and and solve that problem once it becomes clear if it is a yeah. problem or not. That's a good that's a good that's a good point. He's he is he's very he's very benchable at 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 five million. And so even if mm-hmm. even if like he just loses his spot, it's not like you've got this nine million player that's just taking up all this, you know, space in your squad. He's um, basically Thomas yeah. Suchek is what I'm saying. Yeah, I wouldn't go there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's your Suchek. Well, yeah, you've got you've got like a trade. I, I although, both. although, yeah, because you've well, you've got a um, James Ward Pross as well. Although Pross did come through for you, uh, JWP, big time, with, uh, double mm-hmm. double digit return in game week. Yeah. yeah, you ended up having a pretty nice week in the end. I think things really it, it turned around. It's not like I remember sitting with you uh, watching that Crystal Palace match, and I kept sort of you and I are both foot mob obsessives, and we both mm-hmm. I looked down on my phone and I thought, oh, Brandon's not going to be. Uh, too happy about this with Martinelli limping off with a with a hamstring yeah. injury, but uh, it really really turned around for you. Man. Yeah, there was nothing that happened on Saturday, game week twelve, and then it just started raining points. And yeah, um, yeah it was it was my best game week rank of the season so far. So we push on. So um, let's see any other last minute injury news. Oh, I, I did want to just mention on Shar that he uh, there was a little bit of that concern for the hamstring. I know we talked about. Newcastle a little bit already, but I did want to know that he was he was on the bench over the international break, and so he's it's he was able to travel, and I think that's a good sign for anyone who was kind of worried about whether he'd be whether there was something serious, right? Because um, you and I saw him go down thirty minutes into that Bournemouth match, and I was like, oh, like that's all the telltale signs of a hamstring injury were there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, and so I uh, just wanted to think Onana is a bit of an injury doubt for Man United as well. So, um, I'm not sure how many people really, although honestly, there was a part of me that was starting to think, well, maybe I need to start taking a look because they are incredibly cheap, right? If, if, if McGuire, who has been fantasy poison forever mm-hmm. is, is going to, you know, continue starting, then I don't know, maybe I, what is easy at 4.2 million or something like that. I was like, am I going to find a way to talk myself into, He's 4.3 now. Uh, talk myself into Harry Maguire. He started the last five matches, but I don't know. What do you think, Brent? Are you going to talk yourself into Harry Maguire? Is that something that you're um, considering? No. no. Things change. Things evolve. I accept yeah. that. But I was really put through the ringer with the Onana experiment to start this yeah. season, and I have no respect for Manchester United at this point in time, even though they are putting points on the table. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that I think that's a nice little injury roundup there. Uh, let's talk about our own squads a little bit going into Game Week 13. How are you feeling right now about your, your squad? Mm-hmm. Right I guess the Martinelli being fit makes me feel pretty good, honestly. So mm-hmm. that's uh, was probably the transfer I was going to make if we didn't know anything about his hamstring. But um now I have a midfield of Ward Prowse, Martinelli, Cole Palmer, and Sala. Uh, and, and Ward Prowse playing Burnley, uh, I'm uh, like suddenly my faith in Ward Prowse is fully rejuvenated <laughs> after that 11, 11 pointer. So let's go. Why not? And then I'll I'll have the uh, sort of the standard stock Watkins, Alvarez, Holland up front 
and Gahey away Luton. So Gahey, that didn't come good against Everton. That was bad. That was poor. So this is his second chance to uh, 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 make me feel good and trippier in cash. And then I'm going to bench Areola, who does have Burnley away, and play Leno at Wolves. Now this is... Uh, it feels like if you have Areola, why would you not play him against Burnley, one of the worst teams in the division? But I just, I'm going to back my guy Leno this week. Why? Okay. Why have a rotation if you don't get to rotate from time to time? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I would do that if I were you personally. But <laughs> yeah. uh, Wolves are playing well right now. They're scoring goals. I don't know. It feels. But but I'm not going to. You know that. The, I guess this it's is, my I mean, this team. Is a, I get to do what a, I want. You get to do what you want. That's true. But this is also a podcast where you and I can can debate things a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, especially with Lyle Foster out. Did you? I, I saw that. I guess we didn't mention this in the injury report. I mean, it's not it's not new news. But um, I didn't realize he was out because of like mental health reasons. That that's I hadn't heard why. that either. Interesting. Yeah, and that he's sort of he's taking a break right now. Okay, um, kind of a kind of a reset. So um, I mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, it if. Yeah, if if you have a goalkeeper rotation, rotate them. But if you have Areola, you gotta play him this week. Okay, fine. I have to talk through it. If you have Areola uh, without playing a Burnley team without their best yeah. forward, too, right? I okay. think that's an important uh, an important factor here. Yeah. So a- anyway, I don't think I'm going to actually use a transfer, provided um, there are there is no new news in the next couple of days. I could use this as an opportunity to move Dan Byrne, who's just collecting dust at the end of my yeah. bench, but I'd prefer to roll and have two free transfers, especially as we're looking at all these, the big fixture pileups that you were talking about at the start of the pod injuries will probably pop up for various players and, um, players coming back from, from injury will change yeah. lineups. So to have that level of flexibility going into this season feels good. Yeah. And I also thought for some reason, I thought that Fulham were at Wolves. They're, they are, they're home to Wolves. So I, I can see that like that, that is a slightly different, for some reason I thought you said Fulham at Wolves, um, and sort of, and sort of hosting them. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm now I'm, now I might be trying to walk you back on that whole Leno thing. I, I, if it's a home match, maybe I feel a little bit better about it. I could, I could see the argument. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's, it's a hard one to predict. I think it's yeah, probably, yeah. uh, we should not think about it too heart because yeah. there's not much in it they're goalkeepers yeah well i i'm in the same spot as you i have a bunch of injury i've just i have two free transfers i've already actually used one of them uh and i have just a number of injured players i have injured players up and down my squad uh, i made one move already uh for price change concerns which was i moved Van Hack, who's done nothing for me, um, and brighton just are not going to keep clean sheets this season so uh Van Hack got moved um, despite the fact that they're playing Forest, but I mean, Forest are going to score on Brighton. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of it. Absolutely. Um, and so, uh, he moved, uh, to Jamal LaSalle's and, um, I am probably actually going to burn my second transfer as well to bring in, uh, another defender. So very, very boring moves, bring two transfers on a four, 4.1 million defender and a 4.5 million defender. Cause I asked that to bring Dan Byrne and turn him into somebody. Uh, I'm you have anybody on your bit. list, anybody on your shopping well, list? I have it's I think it's a tricky week for um for clean sheets. I don't see a ton so there's an argument for just like holding fire a little bit, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'll do that. I think I think uh because I I sort of 
what I'm kind of looking at, honestly, is a Fulham defender. And um, it's a little bit of like a leap of faith. They have a number of strong home matches. They play Wolves, Forest, West Ham, and Burnley uh, in four of their next six matches. Um, and th- those four are all at home. Uh, and uh, I-, I could just see, I could see two clean sheets out of those four, maybe three. Um, and uh, I also think I could bring in a Fulham center back and just sort of have a nice stable piece for the festive fixtures. I mean, Fulham are not, they're not like a man city style club. that's going to have the luxury of heavy, heavy rotation, right. Among their, among their defenders. So yeah. um, there's a little bit of extra stability there. Also, I, I do think that the wolves fixture is, is not bad. It's not, it's not amazing because wolves are in good form right now. Although it's, it's, you know, post international break, it's kind of, you know, those are, those are, those are funky game mm-hmm. weeks. Um, otherwise, um, I don't see a ton of options that I love, to be honest. I mean, I suppose you could make an argument for an Everton defender. Uh, they're hosting Man United at home. Um, uh, again, not a move I'd be like super excited about, though. Yeah. Um, and uh, West Ham, um, it's a possibility, but I already have Areola, and I haven't really been getting much from the West Ham defense. The idea of doubling up on West Ham defenders feels a little excessive. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, the other option would be to just go like for like straight up attacking potential and just try to get somebody who, you know, but, but again, I'm a little limited by price, right? I really can't spend more than 4.5 million. So that rules out some of the like more exciting 5 million options that might be on the table. I'm really, I'm, I'm shopping in a pretty, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the, like the, the bargain bin right now, Brandon. And there's, when it, when it, it, the problem with the bargain bin is you don't really get those marauding fullbacks, right. Yeah. Who, uh, who pick up an assist every fourth match. You're sort of trying to find something that might work. I mean, you, the palace defenders, uh, you know, could be an option as well. Um, I just, they have kind of a tough run. They do. It, yeah. it, you know, beginning, I think in game week 16, then they play Liverpool, Man City, Brighton and Chelsea in those four. So that's kind of, you know, the, again, I was talking about Fulham, part of the appeal here. And again, this is one of the reasons why I said at the top of the pod, this is kind of a table setting pot, because I think with the transfers we're making now, this is a time when I put a little more premium on security of starts. Uh, mm-hmm. especially with some of these cheaper players, because um, I don't want to be burning transfers on them long-term. I'm sort of forced to right now because of injuries, but I want to get in some players that will start a bunch of matches and hopefully have a reasonable fixture run over the next, you know, six, seven, eight weeks, uh, sort of get me through to, to January. Um, and I, I think, it, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag otherwise. I mean, I, I suppose if I had a little more money, like if I was willing to burn four, um, I'd be looking at Arsenal uh, because mm-hmm. they do have fairly cheap defenders. Uh, no one I can actually afford in my, in my cheapy <laughs> price bracket. Not but cheap enough, you know. No, not, not quite cheap enough. But uh, Brentford, Wolves, Luton. Uh, Villa, I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's a pretty good run, but again, you would, you'd be sort of buying into the quality of the team in that case. Right. Mm-hmm. And the hope that they could get clean sheets against teams that are even, even teams that are quality, right. They'd be able to keep some clean sheets again, just because they're, they're, you know, a, a good squad. Um, yeah. so, um, so I don't know, it's tricky. I mean, I don't know. Do you see any other, are there any other, you know, defenses that really stand out to you when it comes to sort of the more affordable pool of defenders that are available? I wonder about Brentford. So after Arsenal, it is an interesting run for them with Luton at home, Brighton away, Sheffield United away, Aston Villa at home. They do blank. We haven't really talked about this much that City and Brentford are yeah. going to blank in game week 18, but you know, I'm yeah. not worrying about that at this point. And then they host Wolves following yeah. that blank. 
So mm-hmm. uh, Brent Brentford, there's always a, a stretch where their defense it feels like a good buy. You know, they're kind of yeah. like creaking back into decent form yeah. after a, a horror run of fixtures. So I think we're going to talk more about Brentford in the coming month. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And I think the game week 18, again, when, you, when we're talking about looking ahead a little bit, I mean, that's sort of the problem there for me with, is, is game week 18 because I'm, I already have four players across Brentford mm-hmm. and, and Man City. I've got Flecken and Mbomo, and then I've got um, – and then I've got the two the two Man City forwards, so I, I'm already in a little bit of a tricky spot now. Flecken is a little bit easier to handle because he's a goalkeeper. I can I can rotate with Ariola for 18, but uh, the other three that's basically three bench spots taken up already, right? Yeah. So if I bring in a Brentford defender, I'm sort of pre-booking a transfer. Well, unless I just play with 10 players, but you don't really want to. Ideally, that's not. That's not the optimal way <laughs> to go into. I don't want to look ahead and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to just sacrifice yeah. points in game week 18." I want to try to find yeah. a way to make it work. Now, it could be that we end up, uh, I don't know, the Holland injury. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, right? The Holland injury ends up being more serious, yeah. or we finally sort of um, just kind of give up on Alvarez. I mean, Alvarez, I think, is the one who I'm maybe a little more. I'm at least considering the possibility of moving him on. I, I, I guess it's, at some point you just get like a little bored too, right? It's like you've got the same. We've both. I think both of us have had the same forward line for several, you know, for many, many yes. game weeks now, right? And yes, and it's and and it's like it's been a little. I mean, Holland's of course has been has been you know fine, but uh, but I think that with you know Watkins has been a little. He's been okay, right? Two blanks and then a. And then a six pointer in in game week twelve, and and Alvarez is just sort of ticking along, and certainly good value for the money. But I I could see sort of getting tempted by like an Isak move, right? Just to sort of mix things up a little bit in my squad. Right. Just just think about this in game week eighteen with Alvarez and Man City blank, Isak will be at Luton Town, so that's yeah. a captainable yeah. fixture for yeah. somebody like Isak. So I yeah. think yeah, he's going to be talked about quite a bit now. Yeah, it's a really nice three week run there for for Fulham. Uh, or I mean, for Newcastle, they play Fulham in seventeen, Luton in eighteen, and Forest in nineteen. So if Callum Wilson is out through the end of December, which I think is yeah. I think that's what they're saying right now, it's like four to six weeks, so it's kind of right in that right in that range. But I mean, Callum Wilson's a guy who gets injured a lot, so I I, I doubt they're going to rush him back. Right? And then mm-hmm. you, you basically don't want to be in a stupid on situation where you. I don't know if they rushed him or not, but you know, stupid on comes on in the whatever it was, 60th minute, and comes off in the 73rd. And uh, I, it feels like with Wilson, you've got to be a little more careful too. So I, I don't think we'll see him until January. I'd be pretty surprised yeah. if we did. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the biggest decision we have to make is the captaincy decision. So maybe we uh, come back and talk about that and other game week 13 relevant issues. Before we do that, let's talk about patreon if you like what you hear you want to support what josh and i do week in week out and get more fpl content in return go to patreon.com slash always cheating we of course will do our thursday night kitchen table session it's thanksgiving this week in america mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so we're, we're going to be celebrating both the return of thanksgiving after a year's absence we've missed you but also the return of <laughs> of fpl <laughs> Um, and, uh, during the holiday commemorate. Yeah. (laughs) Holiday holidays be damned. We'll also be chatting with all of our supporters on the discord rating teams, answering questions and talking cheese. Josh, why don't you thank our new supporters this week? 
Yep. Uh, thank you to Adele Booth, uh, Darcy O'Shaughnessy, and Gareth. Thank you so much to our newest Patreon supporters. Uh, and uh, you and I will be, I think we're, yeah, we're going to have to figure out our our Thanksgiving. Stri- I know you and I have, we've recorded them like mid-Thanksgiving before, sometimes before, sometimes after. It may, yeah. it may have to be a Friday morning recording. Let's see how that, Yes, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But, uh, but thank you so much to everyone who supports the podcast. We really could not continue to do the podcast without the support of Patreons. Uh, without the support of our patrons. So uh, thank you again uh, to everybody in patreon.com slash always cheating is where you can go to support the podcast, get bonus pods each week, uh, access the discord, get access to uh, discounts on always cheating merch and uh, all kinds of other stuff. So let's take a break, Brandon, we'll get back and we'll talk about game week 13. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Ben, we're back. Game Week 13 kicks off on Saturday morning with Man City hosting Liverpool. There's no, this, this, it's not quite a derby. Right, even though they're kind of regionally close to each other, I feel like this it needs a name. Man City Liverpool needs like needs like a a term, mm-hmm. right? It's like a you know, you don't it's a classico of sorts. It's a classico of sorts in yeah. the Spanish parlance. Oh, maybe that maybe that's what they call it actually, just uh, a classico of sorts. You know, like just with a quotation <laughs> like it. mark around it. Yeah. <laughs> one could you've, call it a classico of, of you've sorts. You've heard of yeah. El Clasico. Here is a classico of sorts. <laughs> so Man City, Man City hosts Liverpool. Uh, that kicks things off, and then uh, an interesting run. I mean, I would say there's really no I, I Spurs Villa is on Sunday, and that is a match where I, I think we could see a lot of goals. Spurs are. Uh, really decimated their back line, uh, and so yeah. I think it's it, it that match feels like a real two-two kind of match, you know, like a pretty high-scoring yeah. affair. Um, and uh, yeah, even like a match like Everton Man United, it's like ten weeks ago. I feel like we would have had a sense of how to. Uh, well, actually, we probably would have been wrong because we were all <laughs> yeah. like doubled up. We would have thought United we players. knew, but we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Newcastle Chelsea, which is uh, that's a that's a great match for a like kind of non-featured match. It's just it's just part of the. Yes. Uh, what you know the, the 10 a.m. U.S. Uh, window there, so uh, you know the big block of matches on Saturday. So I think uh, the, the big question I think we should just get right to it is uh, who should we captain this week? Right. Let, I mean, should we lay oh, out the contenders here first? By let, the way, Sorry. let's do it. Yeah. yeah, this is like your your uh, the class is sitting down to read a play. Um, <laughs> you like the, the importance of being yeah. captain, uh, yeah. written <laughs> yeah. by. Uh, yeah. give me an FPL sort of, uh, 
Oscar Wilde sort of yeah, FPL. Uh, just written by Oscar, the former Brazilian. <laughs> yeah, the great Chelsea <laughs> attacking mid. <laughs> <laughs> the importance of being captain by Oscar, Brazilian player. Fantastic. <laughs> so the players are, you've got Holland and Salah, of course. You have yep. Sun Hung Min. You have Dominic Solanke is uh, appearing on all of these charts. Yeah. And he's he's, he's the, got, he's away, but he's away Sheffield United. So mm-hmm, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowen, if he's prospect, yep. Bowen, if he's fit, yep. uh, and now Watkins, you've got to put him in the conversation. Villa are pants away from home, as they say. Yeah. Yep. But you mentioned what's going on with Spurs defense, especially their central defense, the space that Ollie Watkins likes to inhabit. Now, Personally, I wouldn't want to play against Eric Dyer in a situation like that. Like, I value, like, that's where you get your real facial injuries uh, playing against him. Um, really? Is he, is he a bruiser, Eric Dyer? I feel like he's kind of a, uh, maybe it's, maybe I think that just because he is so fiery. Uh, it's like but, in my head, I think of him as kind of like a cool guy. Maybe it's because he speaks Portuguese. You I know? mean, it's you like remember when he basically stormed into the stands to beat up, uh, like somebody who was attacking his brother or something like that. Well, he's crazy. Uh, okay. If someone was attacking your brother, wouldn't you, <laughs> what kind of brother are you? I would do the same thing as, as, as Eric Dyer. You know, I think actually, you know what? It really I can't comes see down that to far is, is the problem. I, yeah, I you couldn't notice. see that far. And I, I just think for me, like to me, and again, this is just like a Josh thing. I think like I care about family. And, um, I think for you, it's like, you don't really care. Right. And so that's, just, that's sort of for it's you. Different it's different for me. Exactly. For you, it's, um, it's, it's what's in front of Brandon Kelly. That's what matters. Right? Yeah. So if it's a, whether that's a central defender one. or your next meal, that's what you're, that's what you're looking out for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat everything. Um, <laughs> so those are the, those are the players. Now we put them all in a room. How are they talking to each other? What's the conversation? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. Uh, it's like that. Uh, that John Favreau directed TV show dinner, uh, dinner of five, or dinner, dinner. <laughs> that would be incredible <laughs> if every week there was like a, a white tablecloth <laughs> and all the captaincy options just sit around and talk about their favorite hey, roles that they've played. Yeah. Hey, uh, what, what is it called again? The the uh, the uh, what dinner is it? for the, five? The, no, the, the fancy meals at the. Um, at the, oh, hospitality. At the, uh, hosp- yes, <laughs> and this is one of these hospitality suites, like before the match kicks <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, 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 I. So okay. So the easiest answer would be um, Earl and Holland. Uh, as long as he is healthy, will almost certainly be the gambler's anytime goal scoring favorite. Right. Whether you're a gambler or not, these are useful things to look at because the people who crunch these numbers um, are very smart, right? Or the models they use, whatever, right? It's like they're, mm-hmm. they, there's a lot of data goes into this stuff. And so when in doubt, defaulting to the anytime goal scoring pick is a reasonable option here, I think. Yeah. Um, fantasy wise, it's not always that easy because in fantasy, um, you can get points uh, two ways. I mean, I mean, obviously you can get points lots of ways, but the kind of the two key ways for a, an attacking player are you can get goals and assists, right? So, um, and then actually there are two score assist markets out there. I don't want to turn this into a whole gambling pod, Brandon, but I'm just saying that there are, I, I think when in Delta faulting to the player who's most likely to score a goal is not a bad place to be. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to Sun or Salah, do we want to take into consideration, for example, that uh, Darwin is starting to play better, 
right? And that probably mm-hmm. uh, gives uh, Salah some opportunity. Or about uh, Darwin, like, did he, was he always good? I, I don't really know. Was he on? Was he just unlucky last year? It feels to me like he's better now, but I don't really know. It's he's a confusing person. We can, I, we can do a whole pod on Darwin. Yeah, I don't have a good answer to that. I think the the curious thing about Darwin is no one can really explain. It's yep. a little bit like Nicholas Jackson in that you can see the movement is really good. He's yeah. finding the space. And Darwin, uh, he just plays in a, in a really great team to boot. Yeah. Uh, so is it is it just that he's out of form uh, in terms of finishing? He's doing everything else right, as far as I yeah. can tell. Now he yeah. has scored for Uruguay in their one match that we've seen played uh, this weekend. And Uruguay is just like tearing through common ball right it. now in World Cup qualifying. Sport so, is just more fun when Uruguay is good. I, I agree. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Give us, give us Diego Forlan any day. Um, <laughs> So I like Darwin. I think that he will continue to pop up in conversations because I think he's just he's just not going to disappear the way Nicholas so Jackson think, probably will. You think Darwin captain game week thirteen? That's where you're leaning. Oh no, I'm yeah. just saying. Uh, I'd like to ca- I'd like Darwin. to captain him one day, one okay. day. Yeah, not yeah. not one day soon, but one day. All right, yeah. If I'm still in the millions come game week 38, then I will captain Darwin for <laughs> okay, game week good, 38. Yeah. That's my that's yeah, the, yeah. an always dream promise. <laughs> oh God, let it not be true. Um, so I so I think that that is one way to think about it. I, there's that you know you default to the anytime goal scorers, or you could default to um, the kind of second best anytime goal scorer, second or third, who also has a chance to um, uh, you know has a, like a little bit of assist potential. Uh, which I think does bring um, Sala and Son into the conversation. Now, Bowen, if he had not left with this injury, really would be a strong contender here. And neither of us have Bowen. And we, on, to be honest, I haven't strongly considered him um, to my to my great detriment because he's actually having a really terrific season yeah. and has been remarkably consistent all year. And you know, you and I saw them play in the Europa League match. He was terrific in that match. Played great. Best player um, on the pitch. Yeah. So uh, it's just hard to come in the pod right now with a player who is just who just left England with a knee injury, right? Yeah. And is not able to play tomorrow and say, yeah, he's the best captain pick for next weekend. It's just, you know, if we recorded this pod on <laughs> Friday and he's trained and he had trained for three days, yeah. maybe that's a different conversation. But, you know, eight yeah. goals just in doesn't the season, sound responsible yeah. of us, Josh. It wouldn't be responsible. No. And I, I think what's. It would be a little. It'd be a little reckless, and I think. I think what's interesting though is again, eight goals in the season, and that is he hasn't hasn't actually scored twice in any of these matches. So it's just just incredibly consistent. Like you can actually look. Very, he has not gone a four week stretch of matches this season, Brandon. Of these of the in the Premier League, okay. he scored three out of four goals in every four week <laughs> block that you can make with your with your hands here. I guess two to <laughs> five is the only time. But I'm trying to like I'm pinching my fingers here. Anyway, the the point is he, he's he's done really well. He scored eight goals okay. in the season. Uh he's he's got only got you know he has one assist. He actually, I, I expect that number to get a little higher as the season um, yeah. goes on. Uh, he's at, his XA is 1.3. So I guess he's kind of in line with that. But last year he had nine assists. Uh, the season before that had 17. So even if you, uh, even if he's playing like, like we saw on Thursday at a more, more of like a forward role, I think that sort of depends on Antonio's fitness to a certain degree. Um, I do think those assist numbers could come up. So I don't mind him at all as a wild wildcard um, captaincy pick. 
Now, what do we think about Sun, though? I mean, this is, I, I think Sun, uh, the, he's kind of the metric favorite at the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. You and I were looking at um, Review and and Nickel Talkman before the pod started, and they both have Sun as the kind of runaway um, captaincy pick there. And so, uh, again, if you want to just kind of d- d- default to the to the models, uh, he's at the top of the pick. And I guess for me, the only concern is um, it's not really like the, the team that he was in that kind of got him to the top of those models doesn't really exist right now, yeah. right? Because they're, they're down so many players. And so right. I think that's what gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, and, and the other part of it is Aston Villa. And the narrative is not the narrative, but the facts of the matter, Josh, are that Aston yep. Villa don't play very well away from home. For how good we're all thinking Aston Villa are, generally in the league are we really saying they're that bad away from home that we think sun is a captaincy favorite because i think the what i'm trying to say here is i think villa are still a good team and they still have a decent defense they have a really good goalkeeper i don't think it's a cakewalk for sun in this match but i do think all of the data tells the story that it very well could be. And there are lots of other thing contexts that we need to lay over that. The Spurs lineup is changing. As you mentioned, Villa are, even though they're not good away from home, they're still good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Am I like stretching the truth here to make this argument? No. I mean, I I was just pulling up son's stats. I mean, I was just talking a minute ago about Bowen's consistency, right. In terms of just uh, the fact that he scored almost, three to four matches the the entire season. And with Sun, he has blanked in seven of the first 12 game weeks of the season, right? He's had wow. a fantastic season. Uh, when he does well, he does really well. He has returns mm-hmm. of 20, 14, 14, and 10. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the la- he's blanked in the last two. So two pointers in the last two. Uh, blanked in the Luton match. Blanked at home to Sheffield. Blanked away to Bournemouth. Uh, blanked at Hunterman United and blanked away to Brentford, right? So that's four, five, six, seven matches where, where he is blanked. And so all of his, you know, his points are very clustered. And um, and again, without James Madison to help him, I mean, I'm actually considering dropping some. Like that's, I mean, I, I wouldn't do it this game week, of course, but yeah. like I, I, I'm a little, um, I mean, if he blanks three matches in a row uh, and and it's, and things aren't going to get better like fast for for Spurs, unfortunately, right? Romero, I mean, because it's not just. Uh, I think people sort of you have, like the whole. I mean, we see that we saw this at Liverpool a couple years ago when uh, Van Dijk got hurt, right? It's it's not just. Um, oh, they don't have like their strike partner, or they don't have the players sitting up. But when the when the team when the spine of the team is is not strong, it affects everybody, right, top to bottom. It, it affects how fast you can recycle play, right. It's it sort of affects whether you're um, sort of whether the other team is able to score a goal or two early, right, and can sort of sit deeper and soak up pressure the rest of the match. Um, and so I think so. Romero, Van de Ven, James Madison, Richarlison, Basuma, um, uh, you know. Uh, Whiteman, Brandon, that's their, their fifth goalkeeper. No, also flagged. no. Yeah. yeah. Whiteman? So Whiteman, Whiteman's, did you know that they have five goalkeepers listed on the FPL site? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that before. You, you're not allowed to list that many in your, in your squad, right? They, it's they frowned Vicario, upon. Vicario, Austin, Forster, Larice, and Whiteman. Uh-huh. Those are the five. Interesting. Now I wonder if Whiteman's flag. Cause he's like, Nope. I thought maybe he'd like gone alone or something, but it's just a, uh, 
Sorry he's, for that uh, ambulance, if you could hear that. Uh, uh, it's it's it, rare that the ambulance is on your end. It's, it came to get it came yeah it came to get it came to get Whiteman, Whiteman sadly <laughs> Alfie Whiteman, <laughs> poor guy. So he's you know he's also flagged uh, and uh, yeah so the, the team is really it's kind of crazy just how many squads right now are. Uh, dealing with serious, yeah. serious cross-the-board injuries. I mean, Newcastle yeah. has been talked about a lot, but Arsenal too. I mean, Arsenal have dealt with a ton of injuries so far this season. We've talked at length, Brennan, about the ball-in-the-face concussion that our boy, uh, our boy Odegaard. We got to get these guys some helmets. Honestly, that's what we, we need. do. So I don't know if we've successfully talked ourselves out of a sun captaincy. I will just to backpedal a little bit. Think Spurs are good for a goal. In this match, and who's yeah, going to yeah, score that too. goal? Yeah. More than likely, it's going to be Sun. So, yeah. I think in a in a first game week back from an international break, I feel like you're happy with whatever points you can get in a match where I think Sun's good for a goal. Sure, throw throw the armband on him. I don't think that it's crazy. Um, it's also it's 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 one of the fun picks, right? Because they yeah. play on Sunday. Uh, most other teams uh, will, have, will, have, will have played already. So yeah, Man City, Liverpool, if you, if you captain a player in that, it's the first match of the game week. Now, I don't buy the, the first match of the game week curse, but if they blink, you got that whole day, Brandon, that whole day to dream up what Sun's going to do the next day and how much it's going to help your overall rank. Uh, yeah. Of course, the, the opposite is also true. If, if Holland goes off, then you have an entire day to lament every decision you've ever made. <laughs> yes. Uh, that happened to you actually on Sunday when we were in the UK, right? Because you <laughs> Sal, Sal got his brace and then you had to, thankfully you didn't have a whole day. It was just like two hours. We had two hours where you're like, why didn't I just captain Salah? Genuinely a dream though, to then watch my captain live in person do what mm-hmm. he did. So, yeah. um, I, I lived, I lived on the edge that Sunday and luckily I came out style. the other end. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I think that I, uh, to, just to go back to Man City and, and Liverpool for a second, there's a part of me that is really tempted by Salah, I have to say. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to play every minute of this match uh, 100%. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, nothing's 100%, but it feels, you know, based on what we've seen of him over the years, it feels very likely that he's going to play the entire match. Um, he is, you know, the squad is in good form. Salah is in amazing form. Um, Man City defensively have not been as strong of late, um, and they are dealing with some injuries. I mean, even if Robbery's only at eighty-five percent or something, that probably opens up the door a little bit for for Liverpool to score a goal or two. Um, yeah. So I did you I know? Guess I, did you know yeah. that Salah actually scored a four bagger uh, against Djibouti uh, this international break? Yeah. Well, there you go. Scored. He's yeah. He's feeling it after the uh, Djibouti um, knockabout. So <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I, so again, it's, it, I don't know. It's like, there's like two ways to, to, to pick a captain, right? I mean, I sort of talked earlier about just sort of at some point, I, I, I just try not to throw, I try not to think too much like, or too deeply about the captaincy because it feels a little, a little random. It's, it's, a, it's like projecting any one player's. I, I don't know. It's like it's one thing with a transfer where you're sort of, but if you already own these player, I don't know. It's like a. I, I just really struggle sometimes when you have a couple of really good options or a couple of players that are more than likely going to score in most circumstances to, to split hairs so finely, right? It, it's, in yeah. some ways, it really does come down to whether a couple of players are injured on one team or the other. Is sometimes the you know the rationale or, um, but so I think you can kind of go with vibes. 
right? And I, mm-hmm. I tend to be a kind of a vibes-based Camptoner. Or you can go with with the numbers. And um, so the numbers will say, the FPL numbers will say Sun. The gambling numbers will say um, Holland. And the Josh Landon's gut numbers will say, those aren't even numbers. The Josh, just my, my gut, Brandon, uh-huh. all the, uh, the health, there's healthy bacteria in there. Okay. Cause I'm eating a lot of yogurt, the gut, strong gut bacteria, health. Good job. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Strong gut health. Uh, they say Mo Salah, uh, because it feels kind of fun and he's in good form and Man City are conceding goals. And, um, I don't know. I just, that to me just feel and, and like, there's a little bit less injury risk there as well. Um, you could see Holland and we just, we see this happen all the time, right? Like, especially with angle injuries where players have a little bit of a problem 10 minutes in, it's not like the Liverpool players are, um, aren't going to know exactly what part of Holland's ankle is injured, right? <laughs> they're going to know exactly to the, you know, to the centimeter where it's injured. They're going to kick on the whole match, right? And they're going to try to get him out of there. That's what I would do. That's what I would coach them to do. Right. And so sure. they're going to kick him around and try to knock him out of the game. So it's, it's wow, you like run like that a, like bad dojo and karate kid. Yeah. yeah like yeah, screaming exactly. like, Kai, yeah. Man. exactly. Yeah. So the Cobra Kai school says you <laughs> do everything you can to knock him out of that match. Uh, so I, that I guess would be the case for, for Salah would just be, just be that. I think there, I think there are goals in this match and uh, Salah has two clear routes to goals. Holland is mm-hmm. m- more like one, but he is probably a little bit more likely to score. So um, I'm not trying to split hairs here. I mean, I, I am, I, I will advocate for the solid pick, but I, I, you know, I can't sit here and advocate for it based on numbers. Exactly. Right. It's just, I sort of feel like he's the best pick for, for gaming 13. Yeah. God, Liverpool are interesting. I wonder, like I'm, I'm looking at Dominic Solanke, uh, who is away at Solanke as a way Sheffield United. And I know a number of people are looking at bringing Solanke in for maybe Darwin Nunez, who has a bad away fixture. Mm-hmm. How is this Liverpool team going to attack Man City? Luis Diaz had the international game of his life uh, against Brazil uh, in yeah. Colombia. And I would, I could, I could see Jota Diaz, Sala against Man City, giving them real problems. Yep, um, I don't know. Too. I think there's a lot to like about this Liverpool team against Man City. So I'm starting to come around to these vibes you're, you're yeah. putting out there for solid. Vibes FC, baby. All right. Well, I, we talked a little bit about defense earlier. I do think it's a tricky week for clean sheets. So just sort of be, be forewarned um, if you're trying to find sort of the – if you're trying to find that, that one perfect fixture this week, I'm not sure it exists. Um I mean, gun to my head, if I had to pick one match for a team, I keep a clean sheet. I, I may actually go with the Newcastle match. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's a really, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, maybe Bournemouth at Sheffield, just cause Sheffield struggled to score always, except against mm-hmm. Brighton, of course. So they, they, they did, they did score there, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know when you look, when you look top to bottom of the table, is there maybe Everton keep a clean sheet at home to Man United, but that, that's a, that's a, that match is like, a, yeah. I, I don't know. That that's, that feels like <laughs> that match is a total wild card to me. Yeah. I guess I'm looking at West Ham and palace who have, uh, who are away at Burnley and away Luton respectively. 
Mm-hmm. And now with with the news you just dropped on me, you dropped that big Lyle Foster uh, news bomb. Foster news at, yep. at my at yep. my doorstep. I did. Suddenly, I'm thinking maybe West Ham are the only team that could walk away with the clean sheet this weekend. I know it's just it's just like do you trust that West Ham defense? No, I don't. It, I genuinely do I. don't. Yeah, yeah, especially on the road, right? So yeah. I think that's so I. I I don't know. Maybe it's Fulham, actually. I mean, I guess that that's the, the I've like this. We've gone full circle on this podcast, Brent, for me trying to talk yeah. you out of yeah. a Fulham goalkeeper player to me now telling you it's the only team I trust to keep a clean sheet this well, week. Well, now I we can't change it. And listen, the last time I had a goalkeeper against Wolves on the Monday night, it was game week one, Onana. And I got a nine pointer. Uh, right. uh, yeah. It was it was a miracle unjust. of miracles. Yeah. yeah, I've been <laughs> FPL final destination with my overall rank ever since I got away with that <laughs> nine pointer. So uh, maybe I guess you I can never, rectify it. You never know, right? I mean, it could have been um, uh, like he could have saved a pen, right? Because sure. there, there should have been a penalty that mentioned. Maybe, maybe, maybe you actually could have had like a sixteen pointer or something that week, Brandon. So uh, was, I was robbed. Then, yeah, is you what you're robbed. telling me. That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, and again, I, I mentioned this as well. I probably don't have to keep saying that I mentioned this as well, but uh, I did mention that uh, I think what we will start to see uh, some rotation perhaps as soon as this weekend, just because there are so many matches coming up, uh, not just the festive fixtures, but literally just beginning this, this upcoming weekend uh, with um, we have have gaming 13 champions league slash Europa league. It feels like half the premier league is in one of those two um, competitions. Uh, And then you've got uh, matches, the gaming 14 matches, and then you've got the gaming 15 matches um, just days after that. So again, for some of these squads, uh, especially for the squads that most of us have our players in, uh, they're going to be playing four times in 15 days. It's a lot. And a lot of them just traveled uh, to, you know, for very competitive, um, you know, Europa or, or uh, Copa. Uh, actually, I think there's even there's. I mean, yeah, there world are. Cup. There definitely are. World, there are definitely World Cup qualifying matches. So, cup. You know, lots of different uh, levels of qualifying matches taking place right now. Um, and those are those are very serious, right? There's a reason that players yeah. like Jesus and Martinelli traveled, even though they really shouldn't, right? It's because they really <laughs> wanted to be there for their squad. So yeah. those are those yeah. are those right. are important. You know, so they're really important matches, and so they're not exactly going to be fresh going into this run of fixtures. So yeah. we. It wouldn't surprise me if we saw rotation beginning as soon as this weekend. Um, it's certainly, I think we'll see it in game week 14 and, 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 and 15 as well. So um, it's just like, it's almost like this is like a, like just kind of word to the wise, which is to like sort of be chill when the rotation starts yeah. to happen because it's, it's going to hit everybody. Yourself. Yeah. It brace yourself. No one, no one, no squad will be immune to the rotation that's coming over the next couple of weeks. All right, Brandon, let's take a couple questions here. Uh, yeah. Leisure Rules says, are we allowed to bring back Chelsea assets yet? Is it too soon? Well, yeah, I, I assume if you're bringing them back, we're talking about players like Nicholas Jackson or Raheem Sterling. Because, yeah, Cole Palmer, I think he's he's just come in and he's here to stay. Mm-hmm. I guess I would err on the side of I'm a believer of this upward trajectory of Chelsea. I think they are going to continue to look better than they did at the start of the season. We talked about yeah. in Cuckoo's eventual return at the start of the show. That's obviously just going to make them even better. So yep. do I feel like it's good business as a fantasy manager to start buying all their players now? Um, it doesn't feel urgent. 
to me, uh, honestly. I think we're in a great spot going into game week 13, uh, especially if you're not like if you, if you have zero or one Chelsea player, which is basically um, you get the Newcastle match to watch and, and see, right? Uh, because yeah. that's not a match where you would really be super excited about bringing in. Like, if, I get on a field, like if you still have Madison, I don't think Madison to Palmer is a terrible move, frees up some money, and uh, long-term I like him as a play. But the Newcastle match isn't the one where I would necessarily want to do that, right? Like if I had my if I had yeah. my pick of, of, of weeks to do it. So, you know, but once Look you at get these past, fixtures, though, Josh, yeah, these fixtures, yep. it's Newcastle, yep. Brighton, and United in the next three, and those are all yep. hard to predict. Yep. Then is, let's just call it, quote, the run. For Chelsea, starting yeah. in game week 16. The famous That's run. Everton, Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace, Luton, Fulham. Until yeah. they hit. And then and then we have a winter break. And then they reset against Liverpool. That is yep. the run for Chelsea. So I think I, I, I agree. Do a little eye test uh, in Newcastle and even in the next two to three weeks. And get ready to go all in on Chelsea yeah. for game week 16. That's true. And, you know, you could wait a couple weeks. You could even see if there is some, any resolution on the in Cuckoo um, mm-hmm. situation as well. Um, all right. The FPL Norwegian says, if you're without Holland, how far would you go to get him back? Or should you stay the course until fixtures turn? Well, I wonder if this is not the week to bring Holland back. He's going to be a big captain option as discussed both of us are considering captaining him but there is this currently as of sunday night a cloud over him with the ankle injury and there is the midweek champions league fixture and the further league fixture pile up so is this an opportunity for pep to be cautious with holland so i'm not moving heaven and earth right now ahead of the game week 13 deadline to get holland back I would wouldn't, you? I mean, I wouldn't burn points to do it. Mm-hmm. I get, I mean, can anyone get Holland if you don't have him without burning points? It feels don't think like so. hard to do. I yeah. guess if you, if somehow you could though, if you were like, Oh, I'm going to go without Holland, but I'm going to keep 9 million in my bench. So it's like, you're going with, you're going without Holland just, just as like a experiment or something like yeah. then. Yeah. Bring it back. But I, I, cause it just doesn't take much for him to score. I think that's really, um, this is why he'll never be a bad captaincy pick ever, 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 yeah. ever, ever. Right. He'll always be, um, like at least the second best pick for, for a game week because he is just such a consistent score of the ball. Um, so I, and I think again, I, 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 th- I think we walked through the captaincy discussion with, um, a little bit of nuance earlier, but I, I, I think it's honestly fine to just be like, I'm just going to captain Holland every single week and just, yeah. just and I'm, right. I'm just not going to think about it. I'm just going to captain every week and not really think about it. And I doesn't, that does not seem like a unreasonable perspective uh, to have. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, but I, I certainly long-term, I think he just plays so much too. I think that's the other big thing, right? He's just not a, he's not a heavily rotated yeah. player in pep squad. And so, um, you're also getting like the most consistent player in the, in the best forward, you know, I mean the best attacking team in the premier league. Right. It's like, uh, the, you know, he's like, he's, he's a great captaincy pick and he's the one who you're like most likely to get a start out mm-hmm. of like every single week. And so that's, yeah. that's really valuable as well with him. Totally. Uh, all right. Next question comes from Jay Dizzle, which of the five key premium players in the, is the one to sacrifice in your opinion among here they are. 
Here's another okay. cast yeah. of characters. Yeah. Trippier, Sokka, Sala, Holland, Sun. Which one of those are you going to free uh, drop to free up money for your bench? So it sounds like Jay Dizzle's looking at his bench and saying, I need yep. none of these guys are worth bringing in uh, yep. on rotation. So uh, I, it sounds like Sun would be top of your hit list here, Josh. Well, again, it's just because I'm worried about how isolated he's going to be in that squad without um, without anybody to sort of provide him. I mean, now we're just sort of where we were last year, right? It's like just Sun without a kind of number ten type player to to open up chances for him and doesn't even have it for Charlison to add a little bit of chaos to the, to the mix. Right. Um, doesn't even have a man or Solomon out there, Brennan on the left right now to provide a little, uh, a little, um, so, you know, some crosses. And, um, I, I mean, a Brennan is, Johnson's played well, I will say. Brennan Johnson has played well. That, that, that's true. Brennan Johnson's played well. And Kulisevsky has, has had some moments. I, I, I still don't quite understand how Kulisevsky just completely stopped being even remotely considerate, like remotely, an option for fantasy. It's like, which he, he really isn't. And I'm not quite sure how that happened. Like, it's like, he sort of just, it just receded his, uh, into the background. It's very his, strange. His, his yeah. prescription for limitless pills has uh, like it's run out. He's like something. on the yeah. phone with his doctor being like, just, just come on yeah. one more. One I'd more be round. curious. Yeah. Does he like shoot way less than he used to? Like, I don't, I don't quite, but, but yeah, I think uh, again, because again, it's just, if you need to make a move or, or listen, I, I'm at, 1.8 million right now. I am I am trying lots of different things, trying to figure out what's going to work. There, no one in my squad outside of Holland and probably Salah are are mortal locks because why would I have mortal locks in my squad when nothing is is working very well? Right? It may be that I need to take a an A player, an, a top line player, and turn them into two, yeah. you know, two B players, and hope yeah. that those two can. Can up be, can be upgrades over what I've got right now. I mean, I, it's 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 just kind of, you know it's a frustrating stretch for a lot of us. I think right now because I look at my squad and it's like every week I'm I feel pretty good about how I'm rolling in. Right? I don't. Yes. I, you know, Same. outside of these defensive problems that I'm trying to fix, I'm not yeah. sitting around thinking, oh, this is an absolute disaster. Right? I yeah. I don't think that really ever. And so um, so you do have to kind of stay the course to a certain degree. But um, I, I suppose Saka would also be one. That, yeah. that you could consider as a, as a sacrifice just because again there's there's a little bit of chaos up front although maybe that's maybe that's stabilizing it doesn't feel like it has the entire fall does it like the entire autumn brandon i'm sorry for our <laughs> fall slash autumn for our uk <clears throat> listeners but yeah it feels like the entire autumn it's just been sort of a uh one player after another has gone down right or, or had a seen a serious dip in form or something like that and or or you know in asaka himself is, was injured which he you know, isn't, isn't very often. Right. I always feels like he's about to go off in like a 10 week sure. <laughs> spell in the silence. But he never actually is. Right. It's like rather that he actually even misses even one match. Yeah. He's, he's got a grimace, a certain grimace as he walks off the pitch where you're like, this could be the end of his career. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but yeah, I wasn't sure if you were talking about that. the whole yeah. league there in terms of the chaos and injuries and form drop-offs and what, or just Arsenal, because I think that applies to yeah. just Arsenal. It does seem like week to week, is it Enketia? Is it Martinelli? Is it Odegaard? Yep. Is it Saka? Yep. Who and there's there's also heavy rotation happening with that attack too. So it's very confusing. 
I like yeah. I like Saka as a pick generally, but it just doesn't feel like an imperative time to have him. It doesn't feel like yeah. a, like a great. It doesn't feel like there's a huge upside in being different with Arsenal attack right now. Yeah, I guess I feel. Um, yeah, I'm just not feeling hugely in, like. I just want to see like a month of stability there, like mm-hmm. not even a month, but like like just like literally like three or four game weeks worth of stability. At the moment, it feels like you can kind of get away with not having maybe any Arsenal players, um, and I think the Brentford match is going to be tricky uh, as well. So that brings us to uh, some final thoughts on on game week thirteen, Brandon. Again, I I I think FPL wise, I think it's a tricky week. We mentioned before um, captaincy dilemmas and. Uh, clean sheets and um but i think from a match perspective there's barely a bad match on this entire list right yeah. <laughs> sort of go top to starting with man city and even honestly any with full and wolves on monday I, I think every match is pretty interesting right i mean everton man united i'm not going to have any players in that game but i'm genuinely curious to see what happens in that one right mm-hmm. I, I could absolutely yeah. see everton winning that match um Brent, brentford arsenal i think should be terrific um so you know, it's like, I, I guess this is kind of an easy one this week, but if you only had to watch one match this weekend, what match would that be? Newcastle, Chelsea. Okay. Even more than Man City, Liverpool. <laughs> well, okay. But obvi- <laughs> obviously I'm watching the, uh, the so-called classico or what did we call it? Like a classic classico of, of sorts. Yes. <laughs> I, want, I really want a mug that has like their two logos and just like a quote, like a sort of like in a, like a sort of curly font, right? A sure. classico of sorts. <laughs> Obviously mm-hmm. we're all uh, watching a classico of sorts. Uh, beyond that, I do think the next match is Newcastle Chelsea. All right. Well, I think, I, I think you're right. I think that, and I think I'll, I'll throw a Brentford Arsenal in there as a, like a wild card third option. I think yeah. that could be a really fun game too. Although Spurs Aston Villa, I mean, that one, that is a really interesting match as well. So uh, yes. again, it should be a great weekend. I think it's been two weeks away, but we're ending, um, or, you know, we're heading back into matches on a, on a real high note, I think. Um, and so I guess the final thought here, Brandon is, uh, you know, the hit movie strays is now available in, um, in your home viewing environments, Brandon, or perhaps it's available at your local red box. You know, you can walk over mm-hmm. to the old red box and, and punch a yeah. button or whatever you do with those things. And it pops, it, you know? uh, pops a code or, or something. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Is it an actual DVD? I don't know. <laughs> or like a H a Blu-ray, whatever it is, right? Something happens. Well, it's yeah. good. Now that, now that Best Buy, you know, here in the States, all these big box stores where you used to go buy all your CDs and DVDs, they're not yeah. carrying DVDs anymore. So Redbox is the, suddenly <laughs> X, the XDIH segment is going to be brought to you by Redbox. <laughs> pull, on, un, pull an unpaid ad for Redbox that we just did there. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, anyway, Hit Me Strays can be found in your Redbox, Redboxes across uh, across the globe, I, I hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably gas stations, too, Brent. If you're in there pumping some gas and you, you want to get yourself a, a pair of sunglasses and a uh, copy of the hit movie strays you can probably do both those things at the same time maybe a cup of coffee too um so brandon who is your ex dog and him uh for this game week and and al Al haro says is the whole everton team your pick (laughs) for xdih this week i mean i'm sure they're going to be fired up it was we didn't mention this talking about our experience at selhurst park there were Palace fans to my right who were just so keyed in on what Sean Dyche was doing on the yep. sideline and how he never stopped 
talking. It was crazy. It didn't, it wasn't yeah. so much talking as just barking at all of the officials. And you could actually yeah. see Roy Hodgson just standing there uh, in awe of Dice, like kind of just like <laughs> bemused and laughing, just like, what? How do you have this much energy? Like you, you don't need to <laughs> be doing that. It's like I'm 85 years old. What is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, literally what is going on. So <laughs> I uh, just based on that, I'm sure Everton are going to be fired up um, to, to host United. And it's always a great time to play United this season. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan Pickford. I mean, Jordan Pickford is, again, he's kind of off the table because he was he's just Mr. D.I.H., I think. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if Alexander Isak is indeed fit uh, and can start against Chelsea, that is ex-D.I.H. of the highest order for me. Brandon, I was going to say Alexander Isak as well. <laughs> How do you like that? Yeah. I was gonna, I thought the same thing. It's going to be a did you forget about me moment there, mm-hmm. Brandon. I yeah. bet I bet Isak, yeah, he, you know what he's going to do before this match kicks off? He's going to go to the Tesco. He's going to get himself a cup of coffee. I don't know. Does he smoke cigarettes? Pack of cigarettes. Sure. The uppers and the downers. Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. And then he's going to go to that little red box parked outside, punch in a code, get a copy of the hit movie strays, watch it, get fired up and then score a brace. uh, I love that. I guess you can see the players coming into the locker room pre-match and they've got their headphones on very focused. And then you've yeah. got Isak walking in with one of those like portable DVD players <laughs> portable with a little DVD screen, with just the, watching yeah, strays. The, the flip open, like the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it can't fail then. If we see that, then we know it's on. No. It's yeah, exactly. Sure. That, that movie and, and Redbox, the brand, of course, they're, they're all, they're all too big to fail, Brandon. So mm-hmm. uh, b- best luck, best of luck to Alexander Isak and everybody uh, in game week 13. We'll be back. I suppose probably most likely on a Friday morning uh, with the podcast. Maybe we'll, you know, you, you and I were talking about you doing it as a YouTube thing too, Brennan. Maybe we'll, maybe, maybe if we did Friday morning, that'd actually be the, a good time to do it. So let's, let's talk more about that offline. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get some content to our Patreon supporters this week. It's always tricky the Thanksgiving pod though. Um, so, uh, but thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. Uh, very sincerely. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Once again, Brennan, that's patreon.com slash always cheating. One last time, patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, Brennan, do you want to thank our producer patrons? Yeah, big thanks to producers Mike DiPietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, Bobas Coon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Buffalo Wildmings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar, Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislov, Noah Louise, Travis Grant, Liner Venerstrom, Linus Venerstrom, Dan Parsons, James C., Matthew Skinner, Fraud Jacobson, Brennan, Daniel Hart, Lolly, and Ben Coombs. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us wherever you get your social media. Email us, hailcheaters at gmail.com for all this information and more. You can visit us at alwayscheating.com. Thanks, everyone, and good luck this weekend. Bye.